Hello and welcome back to Sex and Violence, your weekly punk rock movie podcast where the discussion is always on eating brains, mm. ripping people apart, swords, penises, samurai swords, naked David Bowie chicks yes. in a cemetery. Yes. Love it. Love it. Mm-hmm. Acid rain. Acid rain. We still have that though. Oh, do we still have acid rain happening? I thought that was in '96. Nah, I'm pretty sure it's not. Dude, we're out of the we're out of the Paris courts. Yeah, oh, not a political God. podcast. Not a political podcast. Believe it or not. Believe it or not. But we are a movie podcast, and I am one of your hosts, Ryan Snyder. Hi, Ryan. Me, as always. Hello, everyone. I'm Gabriel Mara. I'm a comedian, and I'm a writer, and I'm a podcaster, and apparently nowadays I'm a event and party bartender. Yeah. Consulting on get into the consulting game. That's where all the money is. Yeah, no, I think it really is. I signed up for this service called Thumbtack, where I put up my profile, all my information, and my rates, and it kind of it'll send me like, oh, here, people are looking for bartending, hmm. and I think this is a week ago, and it sent me like fifty, like, hey, people in your area need a bartender, and I'm like, are you serious? I could probably do like two of these a week and make like four hundred bucks just doing two. Okay. Yeah, quick so, little things. I'm going to consider that as a reality in the future. Ryan, how are you? Uh, good. Warm. Warm. Summertime has set in in Thank eastern Pennsylvania. God. Yeah, you're in your element here. Mm-hmm. You're finally in my home not wearing a sweater. Yeah, dude, I was wearing a hoodie yesterday. <laughs> well, yeah, no, I was, I was, uh, listeners, I'm what people like to call a hustler. In the sense that I have too many jobs, and the more the more manual they are, the happier I am. So apparently, one of my new jobs is housekeeping. So I did that, drenched sweat, and I'm like, I'm gonna go to the movies and put on a hoodie because I'm gonna be cold in the movies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was kind of disgusting yesterday. Yeah, it was soup yesterday. It was crazy. It's June, guys. Yeah, I was in Philadelphia yesterday, and oh, driving down, it was just gray and dark and then when I came out of where I was it was clearing up a little bit mm-hmm. but like for most of the time I was down there it was kind of like grungy hot, looking hot yeah. soup weather yeah. yeah I'm not really I'm not really for it yeah not a fan of the well actually I do like a good stormy day mm-hmm. but well I like a good sun shower but it was just like gross gray mm-hmm. not like an actual like thunderstorm day we can sit home and watch horror movies yeah much like the movie we watched this week oh what now we did a movie. We did a movie? Yes. Excellent. It was 1980 80 something, 86, 84, 85, 80, 85. 85. Your last guess, you got it. Yes. I, I usually get it in three. Yeah. 1985's Return of the Living Dead. The Return of the, the Return Living Dead. of the Living Dead. Specifically. Trailer. In the dark of the night, something strange is going on. You see that movie, Night of the Living Dead? Sure. They ship those bodies. Well, say hello. The dead. Risen from the grave. Mister, there's a hundred of those things out there. How many did you say? A hundred. And now the question is, how do we get them back into the ground? 
little problem. Four left. Ten right. Puzzle, because technically you're not alive. Why do you eat people? Not people, brains. Ah! How do you kill something that's already dead? Well, how do I know, Fred? I don't know. Let me think. It's not a bad question, Bert. In that movie, they destroyed the brain to kill him. Is that what they did? The brains, right? Brains. is nervous. Usual crap. The police are confused. Send more cops. It worked in the movie. Well, it ain't working now. Bring the movie line. It's not a bad question, Bert. It's not a bad question, Bert. It's not a bad question, Bert. Do you the return. Of the living dead. Good trailer. Great trailer. Just, just great trailer. Great. It is The Return of the Living Dead by Dan O'Bannon, writer of Alien, of all things. And as I don't know if any of your listeners familiarity with this movie, but it is not to be confused with any of the Romero films. It's a spoof comedic version of it. Yeah. I, I, I don't know if it's... I want to say spoof. Yeah, it's not really directly spoofing. It's just it's a, a different a comedic take on it. A different tone of yeah. the zombie films of mm -hmm. the... When was the first one? Late 60s? Yeah, right? Uh, Night was... No, not the 1991. Mm. First the 1991? That sounds terrible. What the hell? Really? 68. 68. I've never seen that movie, actually. Yeah, I think we talked about this last week. That um, you know, before we break it down, let's let's mm -hmm. talk about the uh, the the zombie the affection yes. of this culture. I've never seen any of the like early Romero films. I've seen mm -hmm. a couple of like the sci-fi ones. Yeah, that've been on like during like family holidays. It's like I don't feel like hanging out with mm -hmm. you, so I'm gonna watch Diary of the Dead. That's interesting. And it's uh, like John Leguizamo, I think, is in that one. Sure. It's kind of, it's kind of odd and weird. Uh, I like I like the past. My teenage group of friends got have a huge affection for all the Romero films and I just I never watched them I think I might have missed that day where they first put it on mm -hmm. and got into it but I for one don't understand the the zombie craze did, did you ever though I, I read Walking Dead mm -hmm. like the first probably hundred issues yeah and then after that I kind of realized like there was no end point in the story so it just became like still going on. Yeah, it's still going on. Like I don't, I, I like a self-contained story, mm -hmm. not something that's an ongoing thing. Uh, so I was kind of eh, on that, and then the TV show came out, and everyone started liking it. So ever the contrarian, and I was just like, yeah. And it didn't really help that the second season like was kind of shitty. I yeah. came back for season three when the governor was in, and everyone was like all on its dick, and I was like, yeah, I'll join this too because this is pretty mm -hmm. awesome. But then after the whole governor thing went down, and like. Everyone's still thinking it's the greatest show ever, and you watch a couple episodes, you're like, dude, this is boring. Yeah, never cared. 
Yeah, and I think, yeah, so I, I, the zombie craze outside of like Shaun of the Dead, mm-hmm. which I think is brilliant. Yes. I mean, I don't know what other zombie movies I really like. You? Um, What's your fascination I, with the, the Zed word? Before it was a big thing, I was really, really into it. And really, I mean, we're, we're a punk rock movie podcast, so at the end of the day, we're probably still going to be contrarians and people who are annoyed when the pop culture, when everyone, the mass media gets on a hold or something like that. So when I was, little known fact, Ryan, I tried and failed to make a feature like the zombie film when I was 18. Really? It failed miserably. It would mean because I couldn't drive, had no money, and had to rely on the charity of friends to be in the movie. And I don't know if anyone out there has ever tried to make a movie. You... You know, hold your friends close. Never count on them to work on your movie because it's not fair to demand so much of people working for free for you. Mm-hmm. And this is why movie making is expensive. You need to pay everyone to be capable and to be there point blank. So Make it worth their while to be there. Exactly. So I like zombies for a bit. And then it just got old for me. It really did. Like I only saw the first 28 days later. Even though everyone says 28 weeks is supposed to be really good. I like that one. Yeah. Jimmy Renner. It's it's good, but it's still like mm-hmm. at the end of the day, it's still like another like running crazy zombie movie. Yeah. I, they're they're not anything of like substance mm-hmm. for me. Like twenty eight days and twenty eight weeks. I've seen both of them and they're they're fine. I care more films. about those characters. Yeah. But at the end of the day, like, do they deserve a spot on the, the fame shelf? Mm-hmm. I, I don't think so. The Snyder Pantheon. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, truly well. Mm-hmm. I don't. Remember, some of these choices are Michelle Monaghan's, so yes. judge them lightly. I don't know why Blue Crush Honey and Josie and the Pussycats. I hear Josie and the Pussycats is actually pretty good. Really? Yeah, apparently it's it's something people didn't understand at all when it came out. Much like Starship Troopers, it was actually a satire and no one understood that. We should throw it in for maybe next round's palate cleanser. Yeah, or next round's punk rock pick. Ooh. Yeah. This was our punk rock pickup. Yeah, yeah. This is actually... It fits very, very well for the ring. Yeah. Well, now that we've got... Do you have anything more to say on the zombie? On yeah. zombies. Shaun of the Dead, for me, is the gold standard. Until maybe this one, to be perfectly honest. Really? I... I you know, weirdly... I, you know, I, we're, we're Edgar Wright acolytes. Yes. And I, I, I wanted to make a zombie movie after I saw Shaun of the Dead. I used to steal all my ideas pretty blatantly. But now I'm smart about where I'm stealing from. Okay. So influence not. Yeah, influence right. not outright theft. Yes. Which is fine. It's if it's actually an homage, you're doing okay. But I, I, I don't think this ever even got spoken of. You know, like, like I, I find it hard to believe that in all the interviews, Edgar Wright's never gone into this one. I don't think it's always about Romero. He loves mm-hmm. the Romero films, and maybe this one just wasn't actively an influence which i find surprising there's so much of this in Shaun of the dead done 30 years earlier mm-hmm. and i'm 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 a little bit floored by this one i think it's i'm i'm pretty into it but ryan before well now that we're done with our overall zombie talk also the tiny sidebar did you ever play zombies ate my neighbors no that was a great snes and genesis game i think also inspired by this it's mm. it's a really good game if you ever find it on like like Downloaded, available on the internet. Or get, get it for my little thing. Your mahoozle baboozle. Yeah. Well, which, which one do I have? Do I have Ninten- Super Nintendo? What? Which one do I have? It's on here somewhere. Oh, yeah, dude. Find it for Super Nintendo. It's fucking yeah, that's great. What I have. Yeah. 
I might have a copy actually if you have to play. It's a great game. It's impossibly difficult. Anyway, Ryan. Yes. So, very briefly, what is The Return of the Living Dead, directed by Dan O'Bannon? It is the story of uh, two groups of people who come into. I wouldn't say clash, but they just meet up with each other like midway through the movie. But um, essentially, uh, the movie begins with a young man working in a stock room, Freddy. Uh, like a uh, medical supply stock room. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's asking the foreman, uh, Frank, mm-hmm. what the craziest thing he's ever seen. And he regales him with the tale of back in the 60s in Pittsburgh, there's a Romero yeah. that they call out to, that there was a. They directly uh, referenced Night of the Living Dead. Yeah, there was an uh, animation of. A reanimation of corpses, um, but the true story was um, made into a fictional account, which I guess the movie exists in this universe. Mm-hmm. Um, but the real story is that things were just like kind of reanimated in a standalone room and then captured. The army was supposed to ship them somewhere. The shipping got crossed and got sent to the warehouse where Frank and Freddy are. Yes. Uh, Frank takes Freddy down to the basement to show him these things and accidentally releases some of this gas that turns people or turns corpses into reanimated corpses and turns people into the living dead. Yes. Um, yeah. Um, a lot of craziness happens through happenstance. Uh, more of the gas gets released into the sky mm-hmm. and the rain brings it down and sends it into the ground uh, and into the cemetery, which reanimates all the corpses in the cemetery. Mm-hmm. Corpses are hungry for brains because the pain of being dead is so... Painful. So a great yeah, only so thing great. I can believe it is brains. Yes. So uh, cast of characters, there's a lot of goofy people in it. But, yeah. Um, All yeah. human beings. Yeah. Like you had said numerous times during this that like I would watch a movie about this guy. I would watch a movie about this. I would watch a movie about every one of these individual characters. Yeah. Doing something else. I would like because I, I think tying back to what you were just saying about zombie movies, they're still horror movies at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. And most horror movies are failures at writing good characters. Yeah, because I think they look at their characters as disposable. Exactly. So they're the, just a means to an end to show cool kills. Yeah, where you can like do both. Mm-hmm. You can have a character with a good backstory, which I mean, you can tell all you need to through dialogue. Yeah, I, I I admire the hell out of any movie that makes me like a character within two lines. Yes. And all these characters, you meet them, and then they all have very human reactions. And they, you, you, like, like, you have uh, Bert, the owner of the medical supplies place, mm-hmm. who is responsible now for Frank and Freddy's mishap. And you have Ernie, the, the mortuary owner, who like, wear, like, like bleached hair and a red jumpsuit and likes yeah. classical music. Yeah. And he's a cool dude. And then you have the gang of punks who are all Freddy's friends. And each one of them is an interesting character in their own right. Yes. Like, everyone is so... Not exactly two... Not three-dimensional, but at least two dimensions. I think good character writing... Okay character writing, good enough. Especially in the genre film is... You you meet a character, you have expectations for them, and then later on you learn that there's a second side to them, which is just, oh, one part was just a facade. Yes. Like, suicide. I, I, I liked him a lot. He was just... 
a, actually, a crazy scary punk but still has respect for the dead because yeah. he will not have sex in a cemetery his which whole thing is that respected of that character yes yeah, his whole thing before he dies is that his feelings are hurt because his friends don't invite him out they only use him for rides yeah and he's he, he like finds that really hurtful and so you have this badass looking punk guy who's just kind of like you guys only use me for my car i mean jeez. yeah he's a very sensitive individual and, yeah like, going on that rant in the park like there's more to me you know yeah this isn't just a uniform <laughs> And that all could have been dumb dialogue, but instead you're like, aw, suicide. So let's get to this. How did you feel about The Return of the Living Dead? I want to throw this in my rotation for my like month-long celebration of horror come October. Mm-hmm. I think this is a really solid like cult horror movie film yeah. that probably enough people haven't seen. Yeah. Like, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see this on, like, AMC's Fear Fest, but, like, mm-hmm. it's not a very scary, fearful movie. It's more, yeah. it's more fun, It's more honestly. fun. It's, a, it's like a party movie. I'd put this yeah. movie on in the background with the subs on during a party so anyone could sit down on the couch and be like, what is this? This is I, awesome. I would totally put this on during a Halloween party. Mm-hmm. Like, just, like, loud enough that some, like, whoever wants to listen to it can hear it. But, it like, low enough that, like, it's not bothering the party. Because mm-hmm. I think it's, like, it's a perfect atmospheric Halloween movie. Yeah, there's, like, 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 uh, oh, Trash, who I was, like, loved Trash. Bless you, Linnea Lene, Quigley, mm-hmm. for being totally naked and, like, when you're pink oh, hair. Yeah, and that's another great example of a character who's just, like, I'm edgy and I do these things. And then the shit hits the fan. She's, like, guys, I'm cold and I'm wet I need a towel. I'm really, really scared and unhappy yeah. about this. It's like, that's... Like, horror movies completely... Most movies completely fail to put char- as much character into their lead characters as they put into trash in this movie. Yeah, I think, like, a lot of, like, the 1980s horror movies, like, will treat a naked woman as, like, the slut of the group. Yeah. And kind of, like, slut shame her and mm-hmm. that kind of thing. But no, this is just, like, a free spirit who likes to be naked. Mm-hmm. That's kind of how I took it. Because yeah. all her friends are like, oh, she's getting naked again. She's doing it Obviously again. Obviously not the first time she's done this, so it's yeah. just, like... Oh, she's an attention-seeking girl who likes to take off her clothes and dance to music. Like, mm-hmm. all right, whatever. Yep. Like, there is no, like, you know, teenage fucking in this movie. No. It's, there's no sex whatsoever. Yeah. It's... And even the violence on it is, like, cartoonish. Yeah, it's very... It's, like, cheeky. It's it, cheeky. But, it, like, I had said to you, like, when that... Uh, what do they call him? The, the tar monster. Yeah, the tar man. Tar man. He when, looks so oh, good. It, it, it makes me the miss practical, practical effects. effects. Because it is fucking frightening to mm-hmm. look at. It's really scary, and it, it's such fluid movement. Oh yeah. my god! Like, like they don't the, make that. They don't make this kind of fucking movie anymore. Yeah, no one bothers doing that kind of thing anymore. It's like, 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 like bless Del Toro for being like that guy who, like, I'm gonna make a big budget film where I have a dude in a practical fish suit with really good dancers' movements be my fish guy. Yeah. Like, wh- who else is making that happen these days? Yeah, it's, I mean, what's, what's Tom Savini up to these days? Chilling, I guess. What is yeah. he up to these days? Let's find out. Like, there's, there's got to be some, like, student or acolytes of his that, like, mm-hmm. are trying to, like, revive this forgotten art form. I think it has to be us, Ryan. We just got to do it. Yeah, I wish I could just hang out with Tom Savini for an hour yeah, and just dude. talk. Like, I want to, like, like see what, what has been up to these days. Let's check it out. He was in Machete, Machete Kills. Ah, that sequel was such a bummer. He's been in the From Dust Till Dawn TV show. Is he playing Sex Machine or just... I think just some guy. Damn it. But what I don't think he's done character. anything. He might have retired, actually. It doesn't seem like he's done any... He's doing something called Nightmare City. 
the man. Listeners, if you don't if you don't know who Tom Savini is, shame on you. But he was like the Hollywood makeup legend behind like the Romero films and sometimes actor. Sometimes actor. I love From Dust Till Dawn so much. You know, Sex Machine. Yeah, again, what an awesome fucking character. Mm -hmm. There's something about like that group of people in that vampire movie that mm -hmm. is ah, they're so charming. What a eclectic group of monster hunters. Right, we should do a down the line. We should do a fringe Tarantino like thing. There's a couple of those. Yep. None of his, none of his heavy hits. We do, we do like Jackie Brown because we haven't watched it proper. We do From Dust Till Dawn. Oh, I never got around to it. Oh yeah. Now we do uh, From Dust Till Dawn. True Romance. True Romance. Natural Born Killers. If we feel like Ugh. it. Yeah, I I didn't really care for that movie. The two of his the Fringe and Main that I did not care for are Natural Born Killers and Jackie Brown. Mm hmm. I really didn't like Jackie Brown. I'm gonna get around to that. I'll figure it out. Yeah, there's a reason why it's like the last one that everyone sees. Mm -hmm. It's not. It's not very glamorous. Great. It's not. That it's not glamorous. It's just not memorable. Hmm. I mean, yeah, he he adapted something for the first time doing that. Yeah, I think that's that's the him problem. like reined in. Yeah. Hmm. That man doesn't put chains on. Yeah. Ryan, also, what what were your highlights for this movie? Like, what um, were your favorite scenes? I'm a much more vocal watcher than you are, I think. Yeah, you so are. I can uh, tell your I, I just appreciate the uh, the atmosphere of it. Mm -hmm. I, I love that, like, cold night rain kind of feel trapped yeah. inside. And, like, atmospherically, this movie, A-plus for me all yeah, around. It's, like, uh, there's that during the scene where uh, they're... They're all in the funeral home, and they're trying to bar the doors, all the hands reaching in. Mm -hmm. And it's basically, at this point, it's Bert, the owner of the mortuary, or owner of the medical supply store, and Ernie. I think Bert and Ernie? <laughs> That's funny. And then <laughs> Ernie uh, is owner of the mortuary, and Spider, um, the cool black guy, from Juana Man, for those who enjoy Juana Man. He's also uh, in Black Dynamite. Apparently his name was, I don't remember him exactly, but according to the thing, he played a character named Mo Bitches. Which is cool. That's but awesome. They're they're racing to smash, to cover up the windows, and I think a standard horror film would have had like like creepy tension music. Yeah. And in this one, it's fun punk rock music playing the entire yep. time. The movie's so fun. The atmosphere is very exuberant for yes. being a horror film. Yes, I I think it's just a great movie that not enough people have seen. We must champion this movie, right? I think we should. I think we should have a Halloween party. Yeah. And just play this on loop for like six hours. I kind of really hope I'm not here in October. But if I am... We'll do this. We'll do this. It's a quick watch too. It's like yeah. 90 minutes. Yeah, it was in and out. It, this movie has zero wasted time. Yeah, there's no like wasted scenes that I feel. Mm -hmm. And like there wasn't a single character who was wasted and who didn't have dimensions and like, like, even the one paramedic guy, the second, like, you know, he's about to, he gets killed, and the one dude goes, Jerry, are you okay? And I'm like, no, not Jerry. Don't give him a name. <laughs> oh, poor Jerry. That was great, though. Oh, uh, I think this movie's really, it fits our form, our, our formula, like, to a T. Like, this should have been. I don't know why I never, I mean, I guess it's just my, my, my. It's been sitting on my shelf for yeah. over a year. I don't know why I never like randomly pulled it off. I'm As like, yeah, let's check we're, it out. We're just over zombies. Like, yeah. I, I'm really like if I, I if we had not picked this for the show, I probably never would have watched it. I just if someone even at the at, like the repertory theater, someone's like, we're playing Return of the Living Dead. I'd be like, yeah. I don't really I don't like zombies. I think they're boring unless it's like Shaun of the Dead. And it's a character centric comedy. 
Yeah. And then, well, lo and be fucking hold, here we are. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's pretty great. Yeah, I'm a big fan. Um, I, th- I think all they're doing basically is gushing over it because yeah, I, mean, I, I loved it. It's, we, it's so good. Should we break out the two, the two tests? Our two tests? Let's do it. All right. Uh, let's start with... Administer the first test, right? I will administer the VCR in a bar test. Mm-hmm. You walk into a bar. Yes. It's um, Let's say it's October 11th. Okay, wonderful. And you're walking into a bar. It's a cool, crisp autumn day. Mm-hmm. Just about, say, like 5 o'clock, sun's going down, leaves are all around, nice breeze is going in. You walk into the bar, hoodie on, you order a drink. What are you drinking? Um, on a cool day like that, I'm probably going to go for just some uh, my, one, you know, my, one of my usuals. I'll either go my Well Whiskey and Miller High Life, or if it's a nice enough place, I'll get a, like, October feels like Manhattan weather to me. Okay. So I'm going to have me a nice, nice stirred up freezing cold Manhattan. Okay. Bartender turns around. There's a little remote clicks on the TV. Mm-hmm. And this is just starting. I think that if I died in that moment, everything would be okay. That would be an ideal moment for me to suddenly die. It's like that Patton Oswalt bit with like looking at TV dinners and Tony yeah. starts playing. I'd be like, oh, I just, just die right there. Yeah. And it's good. That'd be good. It'd be, it would be a perfect way to go. It'd be like, wow. Maybe my life will never be better than this moment. All right. Yeah. Ryan, what about you? Same blustery fall day. You have nothing better to do. You just walk into the bar, first one you see, hmm. and there it is. Well, first, what are you ordering? You know what? Fall time for me is a time to really get back into like those nice brandies and scotches. Oh, yeah. So I'm probably going to order like a, a nice scotch. Single mm-hmm. malt. Okay. Okay. Something to sip on. Um... I look up and I see it's on and I high five the bartender yeah. and I ask him what other movies he has on that he's going on cue for the rest of the month mm-hmm. and yeah. we talk for hours and I make suggestions and he or she makes suggestions back. I feel like this would be a bar that I would hang out at all month long, yeah. especially if they were playing this fucking movie. Yeah, no, it, this would be like an automatic, oh my god, while well, you're playing movies to begin with and two, this is on. Fuck yes. Yeah, you guys are, you, you're my bar for the next month. Mm-hmm. I'll be here every day. I like it. And then, Ryan. Why don't you administer the next test, because I, I forget what you were calling it. We're calling it the, uh, not memorial, because she's not dead. Right. No, we're just calling it the Katie Contests. Katie Contests. In honor of our friend, Katie Kometz, guest of the show, and Top Count Radio superstar. 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 Hi, Katie. Hope you're listening. Hello. So... Ryan, I am a young person who wants to get into film. I'm not sure what my tastes are yet. I've seen Pulp Fiction, and I've seen The Godfather, and but so far, all I really like are Marvel movies. Would you recommend this movie to me? And if not, if not this movie, what do you suggest instead? And if this movie, what would be your follow-up to this one? I would recommend this movie to someone of that nature as a example of what a great 80s cult movie could be mm-hmm. and to teach the lesson that you don't have to take every movie seriously. Some movies are just fun because I feel like some people take the Marvel movies too seriously. Mm-hmm. People who love Pulp Fiction are still the type who are talking about what was in Marcellus Wallace's briefcase. It doesn't fucking matter. It's a light bulb. Who cares? Get over it. 
Um, I love theories about movies, but still, like at the end yeah. of the day, like it doesn't fucking matter. Yeah, it's like this... someone being like, "Have you heard this theory?" It's like, yeah. "Yeah, buddy, I've heard this theory." Yeah, I've had this argument. I'm I'm ten times. years older than you. I've I believe you were in diapers when I was watching Pulp yeah. Fiction. Yeah. Um, so yeah, this would be an example of sit back, turn your brain off, have fun. Some movies you don't have to think about. Mm -hmm. Like we could argue about the ending of this movie all day. Like, oh, where's it going to go from here? You know where it's going to go. There's no reason to argue about oh, it. Oh, I didn't know where it was going. I was pretty thrilled. No, at the it. end, like like two seconds before credits. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, like, yeah. So, this, watch this. Don't take it seriously. Have fun with it. If you don't like it, then that's on you. So we know where your taste lies. Mm -hmm. And then something to recommend after this? Yes. What's their next step? Their next step? I Probably, I, I would... I'm, immediately jump to Shaun of the Dead if they haven't mm -hmm. seen it. Because I think the, those two work well as companion pieces. I mean, yeah. they're almost 20 years apart, so you can see how two different uh, decades handled the same kind of material. Yeah. And worked with it? Hmm? And worked with that. Oh, yeah. Switch it back. All right. Uh, I agree with you. Except on the one thing, which is... I don't even need to turn my brain off for this movie. I think on every like you know like I'm I'm I went to film school. I am I am the the pretentious art film guy in this team, and I think this is a great movie top to bottom. It's in, it's very well written with wonderful characters. It's visually great. I I did not know where it was gonna go. I'm like, is this going to be a movie where everyone fucking dies? Or is this going to be a movie where someone gets away? Who's going to die first? Who's going to die next? I have no idea. Awesome. Pink hair, dancer girl titties. I think I think this is actively a great movie. And it's, it's kind of like my thing of uh, Fast and the Furious films. If you want to enjoy it as turn your brain off fun, cool. Mm -hmm. But if you want to analyze it as is this good writing and good filmmaking, it's also that actually. So this is actually just a fucking really good movie. It's just it's great, and I'll pretty much go the same route as you. That if you liked it, watch Shaun of the Dead, or watch American Werewolf in London. If you want oh. another horror film that also features wonderful we creature effects, movies that we're gonna talk about forever. Yeah, we should have our own pantheon of no. Only we don't do lists, so that's okay. Yeah. But if you want to see another well-written horror film. That's also that's great practical effects and high stakes. I mean, I was just thinking about this. Uh, we'll get into it later. Incredibles two, the stakes in that movie. The problem with that movie is that the stakes are nowhere near as as high. Even if they are high, they're not built up to be as high as they were in the first one. Yes. And I think that's the problem with most horror films. If I don't care about my characters, then there are no stakes. It doesn't matter what I'm looking at. Mm -hmm. It's why something like Get Out is really good. Or why Rosemary's Baby is really good. Or why even Hereditary is good. I care about what happens to these characters. Their life or death matters to me. And in Return of the Living Dead, I'm like, I don't want any of you to Not die. Not Jerry. Not Jerry! Jerry was in the movie for like 30 seconds and I was upset when he died. Yeah? Yeah, every single character in this thing, I didn't know if they were going to live or die and I wanted them all to live. Maybe not Scuzz. Scuzz didn't have enough time to really do anything. Yeah. Yeah, he was okay. He just kind of freaked out. But Scuzz is the only one. But that's why. Yeah. He had a cool mohawk. Yeah, somebody had to have, like, yeah. there had to be room for somebody so, yeah. to not say anything. I'm just glad that wasn't the case of Spider. Because Spider, I love the Spider. He's great. I love the end to this movie. It's so blackly Nihilistic. funny. Yeah, it's great. And this movie also has the balls to say, this is based on true events. Yeah. I love that.
I love this yeah. movie. This movie's great. Very tongue in cheek. Mm-hmm. And I, the one thing I did like was the timestamps. Yeah, because there was the timestamp at the end too, and I'm like, oh, I forgot you guys did yeah. that. Now this is no, and like I, I forgot about the existence of like the colonel or a captain. Yeah, and then it comes back just in time. I'm like, oh, cool. I was worried it was going to be some Donald Pleasant stuff. Yeah, but even better. Yeah, yeah, that's great. So. Listeners, obviously, if you haven't seen this one, check it out. Check it out. Um, I'm, is it streaming anywhere, Randy? You know, uh, I, know you I haven't hard checked copy. if it's streaming anywhere, but I mean, honestly, uh, it's not I, a hard find. I would recommend this as a blind buy. Honestly, yeah. seek it out. If you even remotely like horror films, you'll like this. If you, the only reason why I'd stay away is if you are, if you don't like horror, if you don't like blood. But then again, why are you it's listening not, to the show? Again, it's not even that gory. Yeah, it's no, more it's, like, it's funny gory. Yeah. It's like gory, like Shaun of the Dead is gory, where blood spurts, and you're like, no! <laughs> yeah. So, immediately see this movie. It's so much fun. And how often do you really have fun watching a movie? Especially a horror movie. Especially a horror movie. I don't have fun watching movies. I have fun watching horror movies. For me, it's, for me movies are often work. It's yeah. always work. And this wasn't work at all. This was no. just pure joy. Absolutely. All right. Um, that's, that's about it. We're going to go on break. Uh... Danny's going to say some words. Yeah. And then, uh, shit, we'll be back with talk about the future. Um, I didn't read any comics again, so we'll wait till okay. next time. Okay. And uh, maybe some movie news. There's some yeah. trailers that came yeah. out. Yeah. Cool. All right. Danny, do your thing. Bang. Hey, everybody. My name is Daniel, and I want to tell you about another Top Gallant radio show. Do you like movies? Good. I like movies, too. But the show isn't about movies. Do you like books? Good, because in Slow Readers, we discuss books. Gabe, do you like reading? Hate it. I've always hated it. Every episode covers a different book, such as Animal Farm. Um, I was also making ties with another empire. Uh-oh. Um, the Sith. Because, yep. Uh, basically, uh, the Emperor Palpatine was Napoleon. <laughs> Blackwater. Oh my god, this, this book is so... Painful. Yeah, I had to put it down repeatedly just to catch my breath. Yeah, yeah, no, I know, I know what that's like. And surely our... you were in a car that landed in black water. Yeah, I do. I know. I fucking killed him. You fought. Like uh... <laughs> you... Oh, okay, never mind. Um, Wrong side. Do you not like reading books? Well, that's also okay because you get to hang out with two pretty cool dudes. Join me, your host Daniel. She's like a pretty intelligent kid. Cause like her reaction to that is like, you never read the giver? You work in a bookstore. And and I and I was like really close to just snapping her just going like, listen girl, I read a lot of other books, okay? <laughs> and my co-host Gabriel Mara, who co-hosts Sex and Violence. You love that guy, right? On air challenge, slow readers exclusive. Slow readers exclusive. Can Gabe fit Gone Girl possess? <laughs> Then you get hours and hours and hours of access to us rambling about various topics, such as politics. Gabe, what do you think about Donald Trump launching missiles? Let's hear it. No. But our one run-in with the police... I took a breath to start. I'm like, no. <laughs> no, no. Not going no. that way. We're not a political podcast. Nope. Uh, we're just we're just milk-chugging right-wingers, though. <laughs> milk-chugging? And books. Into the water. Pledged. Feral to arms. The magicians. Wise book. Ethan from. An object of beauty. So go ahead, continue enjoying sex and violence. The hot-ass top gallant radio show about movies and punk rock stuff and then when you're done with that go ahead and button your dress shirt up to the neck to the throat area and then go ahead and give slow readers a spin go search itunes and search up the name slow readers check us out slow readers comes out every monday you can also check us out on twitter at top gallant radio
Hello everyone, we're back. The door is closed, we're ready to rock, and Daniel did his fucking thing. Fucking Danny. Ryan, how you doing? Good. Good. Still 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 you? Still me, still you. Alright, right. right. Steph's still me. Cool. Ain't nothing changed about that. There's no thing body switching going on. Mm, not that I know of. I mean, nope. I often feel like a woman in a man's body, but you know, I get that out by wearing dresses. Yeah. It's yeah, fine. Yeah. I mean, that would be, I'm um, some lesbian in a man's body. Yeah, it's fine. Whatever. It's cool. Sure. Like, like Eddie Izzard. Yeah. Yeah, is it? I thought it was transition. I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. Ryan, no need for movie news. Only thing that came out movie news-wise is Creed 2. I'm looking forward to it. That's it. Uh, uh, the, the, I like the trailer a little bit, not a lot of it. Yeah. Um, it's just the reveal at the end that everyone's waiting for. Yeah. It says, draw it up. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Um, I, I'm going to treat it like I treat Rocky and Rocky 2. Rocky 2 is, from the beginning, pointless. Do I still love Rocky 2? Fuck yeah. Hmm. But, you know, I, I don't have high hopes for it, but I'm probably going to enjoy it. And that's fine by me. I'm going to treat it like a Marvel film. I'm probably going to like it. Yeah, I'll probably like it. Probably not love it. Yeah. Like, I love Creed. Creed 1 is perfect. That's a perfect movie. I remember I made uh, when I was at work. Michelle Monaghan watched, and she was like, "You cried during this." Oh, fuck like, yeah, I cried during yeah. that. Yeah, oh my god, that scene like, when he's in prison, and, like, and he just like, and like when, when Rocky like, oh god. So oh no, my, my, what got me was down on the mat when he was having all the flashbacks. Oh yeah. Not for me. It's like you're not my family. Yeah. You got my pops killed, and I'm like, and Rocky's just like, and when, when he says like, I'm like, I'm not your family, and I'm like, yeah. oh my heart. The theme music can still get me placed oh, in yeah, the right dude. area. When he gets up and the yeah. thing plays, like the only time he says "Love you, kid," I'm yeah. like, oh, fucking oh, get some. Honestly, like before I came over here, I was I was getting some writing done, and I watched the trailer quickly, and then I'm like, I have an hour till I head to Top Gallant East. I bet I could watch a bunch of Creed, but I'm like, no, I got work to do. Yeah, got shit. Anyway, Ryan, what have you watched lately? What you been watching lately? Uh, I finally finished my like eight plus hour uh, Friday the Thirteenth documentary. Mm-hmm. Uh, it actually my complaint last time about like actors and actresses bitching, it gets lesser the further you go on. There's still it's like there's still some people who are like bitchy about their time with oh, it and like what they, what they could have been, and then yeah. like having their own opinions on how the script should have been. It's like. Can you shut the fuck up? That doesn't. That sounds like the least interesting part about the making of those movies. To the me. interesting part about it was um, was like the um, the the studio that was doing Friday the Thirteenth almost had a Marvel method before there was a Marvel method, hmm. where they gave each director their uh, the opportunity to create their own influence and style for each one. Cool. So the director, I think it was part five or six, was talking about who was bringing gothic horror elements to it cool. which is why like uh, the one movie I think it's six uh, Jason lives where they stab the, the metal rod into Jason and it gets electrocuted so he's hearkening back to like, your gothic you know cool. Frankenstein's monster that kind of thing so it was really cool to see that and then like the one I was really looking forward to was the director of part nine he was 23 and like just graduated film school when he got the job and what they did for that movie was he was a fanboy so he okay. made a fanboy movie of Jason and I love part that's nine. That's awesome. Um, Robert Englund gets interviewed for the Freddy vs. Jason part. Um, cool. It was interesting to see the behind the scenes like drama that was going on around that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, overall extremely fascinating. If you're a fan of Friday the 13th highly recommend picking it up. It's well worth the eight hours. I did it over like a week. Just like would watch like an hour and a half at a clip before bed. It was cool. Um, and then Incredibles 2. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about that a little bit. Yeah, because we both saw that. Yeah. 
Um, Ryan, I, I already mentioned that clearly I didn't have as much fondness for it as the first one. I thought that I, I the stakes weren't as high. Yeah. But what were your thoughts? Uh, same. Like, I, I went into it hope... Like, Incredibles, I feel, is one of the best superhero movies yeah, ever period. made. Yeah, it's, period. It's really it's so. beautiful. It's... Yeah, it's just great. Mm-hmm. Like, I can hold it up to, like, Dark Knight. Yeah. And anyone who wants to argue against that is just fucking wrong. Yeah, they're wrong. It's it's a fantastic movie, period. And it's one of the all-time great superhero films. Yeah, like it's for fabulous. Me, it's, like, it's like Spider-Man 2, Dark Knight, Incredibles. So what I was hoping for was, like, um, the emotion, emotional, like, punch that you get from Pixar movies. Mm-hmm. Like, I was fully expecting to be in the theater crying. I never got one in that movie. Yeah, and I didn't get it either. And I was, I felt robbed, almost. Uh, do you want to tell the people about your thing of bow? <laughs> that was hilarious so um, the, the movie opens with like a uh, a Pixar chi- short a Pixar short Chinese you said yeah yeah so um, it is a a dumpling comes to life mm-hmm. and the entire time I thought that there the character taking care of the dumpling was the son of the old man in the, the picture <laughs> and it turns out that the uh, the character taking care of the dumpling is actually an old Chinese woman yeah it's a Chinese so woman right it was a mom so if you haven't seen it we don't want to spoil too much about you a, a Chinese mother like son finds that one of her dumpling babies comes to life and she raises it and then mom sadness stuff and I'm like, what'd you think of it, Ryan? You're walking through a movie, and you're like, yeah, the thing of the sun, and like, I think my reading is could be totally accurate as well, though. It like, also if it's, functions. If it's, if it's a son who's like in, trying to like like care for this child the way his father never cared for him, then the dumpling yeah. turned out to be the exact same as his father. Same. Then the father comes back in the room, and they have a tender moment. But I really thought it was a young boy, not a no. Old it was child. an old Asian woman. I, I, yeah, um, I, I thought that's hilarious. I, yeah. But I, I just meant to point that out that um, that Pixar short, I was weeping at the end of it, partly because I'm Asian and I have that kind of relationship with my parents. And then I watch Incredibles 2, and at no point was I like stricken with emotion yeah. like I am with most Pixar films. You know, it just felt like a, it felt like a DreamWorks movie, to be honest. It's just kind of yeah. like, this is good. This is exciting. I like these characters. This is fun. I didn't walk out of it like the first Incredibles. And I'll rewatch the first Incredibles now and be like, holy fuck, that movie is amazing. Yeah, like I I had a weird moment with it where like um, I kind of operate when I go to a movie on what I call like Kevin Smith rules. Mm-hmm. And Michelle Monaghan always admonishes me for this, but I was like... She, Michelle, this... admonahan, admonish hands you. Yes. <laughs> Very good. Yeah. Um, where like movies are like my religion. Mm-hmm. So like anytime I go to these, like like Kevin Smith says, every time you go to a theater, it deserves church like reverence. Yes. Like silence. So um, we go in and babies crying the whole well, time. No, it was um she was I, like, I, How are you gonna be? Like there's fucking kids in here. Like, are you gonna freak out? And I was like, you know what? Absolutely not, because no. like this is something that I want kids to like cheer and chatter through. Like yeah. this is an experience that I think they should have. I was like fourteen when I saw the first Incredibles. And there were younger kids in the theater. I think having younger fans of this type of film is only a good thing. Yeah. And if they're being raised on this type of film, cool. Yeah. Um, there was kids like 
being kids during the movie, and that's yeah. what you have to expect in a children's but movie. You, like you if can't I can't be mad at a kid's no. movie. Um, I think once you're a teenager, that's when I can scream yeah. at you to shut the fuck up during a movie. And I've told you about how I almost got into a fist fight with a bunch of teenagers during that Bruce Lee movie. Yeah. Yeah, because I will, I will get in your face if you talk in the movie. But if you're a little kid, then that's fine. You can't get mad at a kid for crying. Yeah, and that's that's kind of where she was like, "Wow, I'm very surprised at you." I was like, "Well, no, I mean they're kids. Like they're yeah. supposed to enjoy this fucking movie." Like. Yeah. And then I, if there's a kid in like an R-rated film crying, then I'm like, "You fucked up, parents. Why is this kid in here?" Yeah, it was it was all like you know kids between the ages of like four and ten. And I was yeah. like, "Hey yeah, guys, come on, like let's hang out, watch this animated super movie. This is awesome." Mm-hmm. I did find that action sequences at its loudest, silence from children. Anytime there was talking, screaming, and crying all around me and talking, yeah, and I'm the like, dialogue "That makes sense. That yeah, makes yeah, sense. Yeah. It's fine. I'm not mad." I I. Pick my like my new favorite seat in a movie theater is like top left hmm. corner, so like two thirds of the way up off to the side because nobody wants to sit there. But you can yeah. see the screen perfectly well, and there's normally like again nobody wants to choose that seat. Mm-hmm. If you sit like dead in the middle, middle up, like yeah. you're gonna be surrounded and you're gonna hear people talking, see cell phones, and you're gonna be pissed off. Mm-hmm. Choose the less desirable seat, and you're only in for a good time. Yeah, I usually sit in like row four center. So hmm. I'm in front, that way I can't see phones. Yeah. And usually I, I still get the full view of the screen in front of me. Okay. This is my choice. Yeah. yeah. But um, I wanted to like it more than I did. Same. It's good. I think my letterbox review is like three and a half stars. Or it's good enough. I wouldn't enough. even go that far. Yeah. I think it was good. I think it was It was probably even really good, but it's just it maybe ultimately unnecessary. It. I think it fits in line with what I've been saying for the last, like, three or four years now mm-hmm. about like I've brought it up numerous times in this podcast but like sequels that came too late yeah and this is another one of those where it's like it's yeah yeah like, if this came out two years after the first one then I think it would have been much more acceptable yeah but I felt like you know that this kind of did feel like an 06 movie yeah I mean the first one really is a complete package of emotional significance if it had a lot to say about responsibility and family and being a hero and I would really hope that, like, uh, I was talking to you about Finding Dory. Yes. Finding Dory is the same movie, but a completely different emotional message and a completely different arc. And this one is kind of the same thing, really. I didn't really care about the villain. The villain, like, no. Syndrome, like, haunts my dreams still. Not, I mean, there's also my love of Jason Lee. Yeah. But Syndrome is such a fantastic character. of such an ideological reason, fully motivated reason for why he's doing things. Yes. And in this one, I'm like... Well, I don't hear the villain right away. I I, I, I bet you money and hear the villain. But I don't really buy care. it. I don't really care. Like, I'm not worried about your plan. I mean, like, the climax of Incredibles 1, of Syndrome, like, it, it builds perfectly that giant yep. bowling ball fight. And when Syndrome failed, and, oh, it's so good. Yeah. And this, I'm just like, yeah, that's cute. The whole, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I like the Mr. Mom shit, but if that's... Yeah, but like you was, can't just do a gender role reversal and like yeah, say it's it, it's, it's an, yeah. it, insightful. Yeah, I wanted an entire story. Like, the emotional significance of the story, like, it's not at all about how Elastigirl changes. That's the problem no. of the movie. And I think, for the first one, it's all about how Mr. Incredible changes. And this one, Elastigirl's just right the whole movie. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. Great. Like okay, you're the you're the hero. You're the she doesn't thing, really but... have an arc, which is just a drag. Yeah, it's uh, the movie for me is just there. Yeah, like how it has like a like ninety whatever on Rotten Tomatoes is 
absurd to me. I but, think it's I just mean, it's just nostalgia. It's just yeah. people who were people who were like, like fourteen when they saw it first. Now they're twenty something and they want to hang on to it. Who don't have the what's it called the criticisms we do. Yeah, and uh, this is what I. One of the weird things about it is like ever since we've been doing this show, like my mind has switched to more like critically minded. Yeah. I mean, there's still times where I can turn off my brain and be like, "Oh, this is awesome!" Like the sure. Ret- Return of the Living Dead. I'm like, I'm I wasn't looking at at that like hypercritically. Mm-hmm. But like when I go to see a new movie in the theaters, new, a new I, Pixar, no less. Yeah, a new Pixar, and it's it's weird. Like I had the conversation with Sean Monahan after the movie where I was like. It's been a while since I've been in the movies and I've had my mind blown by a movie. Mm-hmm. And I was like, it seems to happen like every three years. Yeah. So like the, like six years ago, I can remember blowing my mind was Looper. Like mm-hmm. I came out of that movie and I wanted to talk about Looper, rewatch Looper, yeah. get Looper like on like a bootleg DVD like yesterday. Mm-hmm. And then the one after that where I was like waiting, I was like, yeah, there's still some good movies. I've seen some good movies, nothing great. And then I saw Mad Max Fury Road and I was like, oh my fucking god there's a lot to say about that movie and now we're three years later and I'm just like I'm like okay it's about time it's about time getting antsy and there's nothing that's like come out in theaters that I'm like oh my fucking I need to watch this over and over on that note I saw something that rattled me to my absolute fucking core yesterday I saw First Reformed the mm-hmm. new movie written and directed by Paul Schrader. For those who don't know what Paul Schrader is, he wrote both Taxi Driver and Raging Bull. So Is this getting a wide? I don't think so. No? I, I, I'll be surprised if it's still in the At our local art house theater at the end of the week, the theater was empty when I was there. Oh. It was a bummer. It was a Tuesday talk back and everything. Actually, yeah. I was really glad. Apparently, the local theater has... Is a, uh, a local professor comes and talks about the movie for the 7 o'clock Tuesday screening. So I was really glad. After the screening? Mm-hmm. Oh, did, was, you, did you stay for that? Oh fuck yeah, dude! I could, I, so. So you were the, It was just you and him. No, there was like there was a couple other couples. Okay. But, you know, not full seats like at Hope. Um, yeah. I, I was trying to explain it to people that it's the perfect cross section. It's everything I love. It's a uh, '70s influence. I mean, it's Schrader. It's basically Taxi Driver, but in a modern way, and it's so visually arresting, and it's all about uh, religious doubt. Yeah, you know, you and I are both raised Catholic, and now we're not Catholic. Recovering Catholic. Yeah, I'm like this. I said to you, this movie stabbed me right in the laps. Catholic. Yeah. It's about Ethan Hawke, who's an alcoholic priest or reverend, who is in charge of like a small church that's been bought out by like a mega church, and mm-hmm. he's friends with like Cedric the Entertainer, who's the other reverend. He, he's great in it, and how he approaches this moral wall, and how he be, like walks the line between Travis Bickle and. Like Jake Almada, it's I, I I can't spoil anything from it, but it's shot in four three, and it's so that's um that's box ratio for those of you who don't know aspect ratios. It's not widescreen; it's a fucking box. The the trailers ended and the screen started to contract, and I'm like, ah, is this movie in four three? And it is. Um, I'm rattled by this movie. Would that I can't be stop for layman's term that. full screen? Yeah, it's full screen rather than widescreen. Good catch. Uh, it's it's so good. I'm like like it it defies all of your expectations. Like 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 Taxi Driver in a lot of ways. I and mean, I can't keep on comparing it to that, but it, it just so closely is. You think Taxi Driver is going to climax one way, and then it doesn't. And when it doesn't, it pushes you and it dares you to think harder about what you're seeing. Mm-hmm. And then it ends. And then it it. 
if you can't just walk away from it without talking about it, without thinking about it, and without needing to see it again. When I first left the theater, I was like, ah, I need to see that again. Oh, maybe I'll wait till it's streaming. But now, 12 hours later, I'm like scratching my neck, being like, I have to see this again. I need to consider it and think about it. Because like, I haven't been this shaken by a movie in so long. It's, Damn. Yeah. I, I think you'll like it, Ryan. You have to. There's. It's not a perfect movie. There's a lot of stuff. Fair enough. But oh man, if you're like me, you you loved having late night talks about significance of religion as mm-hmm. a rational person who also can't shake belief, and also you have a strong desire to do something but don't know how to do something, and you're always fighting your ingrained right and wrong. It's such a complicated movie, and Ethan Hawke is fucking incredible in it. So, all right. How long is this? You know, I don't think it was that long either. Really? I think it. I think it's like as long as what's it called as uh, Taxi Driver. So I think it's like a hundred minutes. Let me double check Shit. that for you. First Reformed. That's interesting. Yeah. Oh, That's man. super tight. Yeah. Oh God, dude. I am. Ugh, I. I don't even know, man. Oh, it's one hundred thirteen minutes. So it's like under two. Right. But A tight two. A tight two, and really like. I wanted to talk to the guy about the aspect ratio but I kind of had to get going but yeah. it's one of those it's a simple choice I think a lesser filmmaker who wants to do something that seems austere go black and white instead he went this really interesting choice where every, like, there's so much of the movie is close ups and all the wide shots are two people tightly forced into a screen even though they're in the opposite end of the room like oh man Shit. so I if I get a chance this week I'm immediately seeing it again and if you're free you gotta join me it's it's all right, all right. it like it, it shook me damn so see first reformed guys i can't guarantee you'll like it i really can't that i think that you might walk out of somebody being like that was fucking stupid and yeah. i don't get it and that was dumb what a waste of time okay and i'd be like yeah no you're you're totally right okay but for me it was uh it was everything and i think it's gonna be my number one of the year okay i can't imagine another movie like hitting me that hard this year all right any hoozles um, anything else, Ryan, before we go on to our next week game? Uh, I don't think so. I mean, that was pretty much it. I'm hoping to catch some shit this week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, mean, I don't know. I'm just waiting again. Yeah, Mr. Rogers documentary comes out this I week. I saw that when we were walking in. Oh, that was the other thing we watched. We watched um, the uh, Richard Pryor. Oh, Stand-up. yeah, we did see that. We are part of a super double secret mm-hmm. midnight movie club yeah. where it's a four-member team and each week it rotates out and uh, one member chose the 1979 Richard Pryor stand-up, which was... Very funny. Yeah, it was. And you great. can see the influence that he had on later comedians. You see exactly why comedians are always like, "Oh, Pryor was the best, was the greatest of all time." Yeah, it was fucking solid. Yeah, it was in hilarious. It was silly and it was real and it was dated in a good way. It presented mm-hmm. a different time. It was really great. So mm-hmm. it's it's on Netflix. Um, Pryor, li- Richard Pryor live. Uh, Southern. Something yeah, somewhere in California. Yeah. 1979. Yeah, that's the one. Look it up. It's great. He talks about some personal problems that I apparently shot his car, and then he does a really great bit on it, which yeah. is, I think is fucking hilarious. It was, it was fantastic. Um, I so made yeah. the group watch Wetlands, and I was uh-huh. very, very proud of myself. I'm still working on what I'm going to do. I'm, I'm leaning towards one, but I'm, I'm not totally sold. So. Challenge them, right? Yeah, there's one I'm thinking about challenging them on, but I'll, I'll explain why I'm thinking about not Let's bring a it. porno tape. Yeah, that's like, that's guys, fine. and just like really put too much physical contact in everyone. Yeah, 
Yeah. Just keep on slowly pulling people towards you. Yeah. I, no, that would make me uncomfortable. That'd be very fun. Yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah, you want to go first? So sure. we are, next week, uh, we're doing palate cleanser. Palate cleanser week, guys. So get ready for something that's not sex and violence. Or yes. punk rock. Or punk rock. Or it's punk rock to like these things. Yes. So. It's punk rock to like what you like. So I'll let you go first. The way this game is going to go is you have two choices. I have two choices. Mm-hmm. You're going to play your two trailers. We'll yes. flip a coin. Based on those, oh, no, or, we'll, or, we just, or am I just picking one out of those? And yeah, picking I'll one play for you two trailers, and you pick one. You play oh. for me two trailers, I pick one. Then okay, all right, cool. Okay, I'll go first, Ryan. So, I propose for the first, for this palette one of my choices, is the film from 2013, directed by Richard Curtis, About Time. changed my life forever happy new year year. i just didn't know it yet this is going to sound strange but there's this family secret that will lend the family can travel in time this is such a weird joke it's not a joke it is true which it isn't although it is but if it was which it's not which it is how would i actually you go into a dark place clench your fists think of the moment you're going to and you'll find yourself there So, Ryan, this is one of my top ten movies of all time. That's so funny. It is. I'm you constantly so, surprise me with your yeah, no, of all Ryan, times. I'm just a huge fucking softie. And uh, it hits me right in the Sing Street without any of the music. So, there's no okay. band stuff, but emotionally, man, this movie. Like, I got teary watching this trailer. Okay. So it is, uh, it really, like, I told you that the professor, like, wept all throughout and got mad at me for how much she wept during it. All it's, right. like, it's... It's parent stuff and it's love. And if you really, if you for a second question a time travel mechanic, 
the movie falls apart. So this is actually a good one to turn your mind off on. Okay. Ryan, you want to show me one of yours or want to go on to my next one? I will show you one of mine. Show me yours, I'll show you mine. All right, so I have two picks here as we well. Should name that, we should name this game that. Show me yours, I'll show you mine? Yes. Okay. All right, so uh, pick number one, a movie I've never seen. You've recommended me numerous times. Hold on, there's an ad. Mm. <laughs> um, ten. Oh, look. Shitty dinosaur thing to sell cars. Oh, thank God. Go fucking figure. Spectacular now. Trailer. Yeah. Ooh, it's rated R. I did not know that. Yeah, baby. Balance. My name is Sutter Kill. Right here. I've got a job, I've got a car, I've got a beautiful girl. I was going to every party. Uh, you gotta live in the moment. It's about this. This is beautiful. Hey. Hey. I love her so much. Sherry Woodley is like if you like her in Fault in Our Stars, she you will love her in this fucking movie. Uh, damn it. What is that? A, is that a turn off for you? No, it's a turn on. Oh yeah, from the writers of Final Days of Summer. Now I gotta tell you, Sutter, Amy Finicky, a strange choice for a rebound. You're 17 years old. You don't have his ex-boyfriend. No, Sutter, guys don't look at me like that. You absolutely, guys look at you like that. You're absolutely beautiful. Oh my god, no. And if she falls for you, what happens then? Is that not also one of your all-times? That's another top tenner for me. Yeah, apparently my top tens are all like Japanese, Korean, violent movies, and like romantic dramas. All right. So, I mean, that, that adds me up. You know, I'm a big Austin fan. All right, Ryan, here's where it gets difficult for you. Okay. Much like you just did for me. Your other choice is one of our both all-time faves. And I actually think what's nice is that it ties into our coming summer kitchen movie marathon. And also, considering your life now, it is the five-year engagement. Okay. Korean, that Korean, and Lizzie 
So when I went to go see this movie and she said Pocahontas, Shel Monaghan were like, this is bullshit. You guys were trying to promote another movie through this. That's funny. That's, that's probably a top 20 year for me. That's pretty good. All right. So my last one. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a really bizarre pick. Okay. Um, but we are going to go with one of my favorite 90s movies. We're back. A dinosaur story. I was going to pick this one. Maybe you'll be pulverized! 
voices of John Goodman. Roll back the rock through the dawn of time. When Earth was smoking and the lava flow. Martin Short. I like comedy myself. Jay Leno. You're gonna love this. Julia Child. Welcome, welcome. Mm. And Walter Cronkite. And that's the way it is. Oh boy. Yep. Ryan, I am so you know I like to do the new things. I always do my best to do so. But you know I don't like dinosaurs. Uh-huh. And I'm worried that that's going to be awful. I don't want to watch We're Back and hate it. You've never seen it? I've never seen it. That's... I play the horrible SNES video game of it. Okay. It's truly awful. But I am going to go with We're Back because I one day I know I can get you to watch Spectacular Now and you're going to love it. So I'm going to We're Back even though I don't like dinosaurs and I'm afraid it's going to be terrible. Okay. Let's let us step forward. There, my thing was that I was going to say five-year engagement, mm-hmm. but in the sake of watching new things, I will go with your time travel movie. All right. Okay. So, how would you like to play this? Um, let's say I call heads for about time. About time. So tails is. We're back. We're back. That that suits things. We're back. We're back. <laughs> All right, so we are doing the animated dinosaur Animated dinosaur movie. film. Okay. All right. Yeah. I think that's honestly going to traffic well in clicks more so than the other one. So we're going for it. All right. Listeners, please don't be mad if I hate your Dinosaur Kids movie. Uh, I haven't seen it since I was a child, so it ignore my nostalgia and probably maybe not thinking it's as good as it was. But right. I remember it being very good as a child. Mm-hmm. Oh All right, <laughs> we we're go. going for it. All right. All right, Ryan, so that's the show. Do some plugging. Uh, you can find me on the Instagram at Tango Like Cash for pictures of my cat, cocktails, and other random goofabouts. You can also find me every Friday and Saturday night at the bookstore Speakeasy, Slinging Gin, Endorsing Sin. Come on in and hang out and talk and drink. That's what nice. I like to do. I like it. Uh, food truck? Uh, food truck will be open uh, second week of July. You can follow us uh, on Instagram at Brogies LLC. That's B R O G I E apostrophe S L L C. Some pics are up right now of us doing some random stuff with the truck, and then uh, yeah, come out to anywhere in the Lehigh Valley, Pennsylvania area, and find us. Or I'll continue plugging where I'll be at throughout the week. I on think here. But yeah, all uh, classic Pennsylvania Dutch food. So yeah, Brogie with it. Brogie with it. Uh, listeners, please listen to the other Top Gallant radio show. It is Slow Readers, your weekly fast-paced literature podcast, where Daniel, William, Michael, and I, or Daniel Gonzalez now, talk about books, and only ever books. We've never talked about anything but books in the entirety of the time. Ryan will be making an appearance soon, I believe. Yeah. We're going we're gonna to push him into reading an entirety of a huge Stephen King book, but I think he's going to love it. So uh, listen to that. Um, follow me on Instagram at babymara, a 5A is the end of it. And follow Sex and Violence Pod on Instagram, as well as Top Count Radio and Slow Readers. Yeah. Um, that's about it. Um, I have my, my cocktail business and blog coming up sooner rather than later, I hope. So I'll be plugging that later on. Other than that, see you guys next week. For, well, maybe not. Oh, maybe not. Yeah. We might have a guest next week, actually. So we'll either have something spectacularly horror in 80s again, knowing our guest. Yes. Or we're going to have We're Back. 
Either way, you're in for a treat. Yeah. Ryan, I think we should definitely pick a month, one of these months coming up, where we do that suggestion I had, where we do a double feature month, mm-hmm. where we watch a repugnant, pitch black, awful, violent, unpleasant film, like a Serbian film or Less House on the Left, but we couple it with something like Five Year Engagement, About Time, and our... Are soft and friendly palate cleansers. That, that would work. I think it'd be a fun thing because yeah, that way I don't I don't want to watch we'll watch Serbian film and hate life and then we'll watch uh, Five Year Engagement and just be like oh, isn't love grand? Yeah. All right. So that's that then, guys. See you next time. Bye bye. This has been a Top Count Radio production, executive produced by Daniel Reichel and Gabriel Mara. For more podcasts and content, go to topcountradio.com. 